And we're back here on The Few Football Every Week. Ryan Curley alongside Jackson Strickland. Um, kind of a interesting week of football. Rainy in the South. Every single game in the South was rainy, and I know Georgia fans were using that as, as an excuse, but, I mean, it's not the first time it rained. So that kind of no, bothered me, no, everyone that was, was saying that was the issue. Yeah, and I, You know, I was wearing a poncho at the game just to give <laughs> you some light. Um, and, uh, I mean, it didn't just rain at the Georgia game. It rained at the South Carolina game versus Florida. So it was just uh, in the southeast, uh, an overcast. So, <laughs> And it kind of, I don't know, it kind of dawned on the weekend. It was an underrated weekend of football. Uh, a couple surprises. Um, For sure. I mean, like... The Badgers going down, like yeah. we definitely didn't see that coming. I mean, I I was on record for saying that Jonathan Taylor was going to have 150 yards by halftime. I don't. How many did he end up with? Did I you? think 130 total. 130. Okay. I mean, it's not like he had the the worst game in the world, but obviously he had that fumble towards the end um, with eight minutes left, and that kind of started the comeback. Cohen throwing a couple interceptions late. And the Badgers go down. Something I'd ask you is, do you think that, do you think they're in the same situation as Georgia, where they still control their own destiny and can win the Big Ten and everything, or do you think that this loss is, it looks too bad to where the playoff committee is going to keep them out in the end when it's, when there's a fight for the four spots? I think we know that they still can and most likely will make it to the Big Ten championship, um, and with that big win over a potentially. Yeah, top five, top four, um, other Big Ten contender, uh, they have a great chance at making their way back um, into the conversation for the playoff. Um, yes, like other stuff has to go down. Um, you know, LSU, Alabama, one of those might have to drop. Oklahoma might have to lose. Clemson might have to lose. Yeah, it's. I think it's gonna be very interesting once it gets towards the end. It's, yeah, it's for not sure. gonna be. I don't. I'm right now. It doesn't look like there's gonna be a clear cut top four, and there's gonna be some sort of argument at five and six. Yeah, I mean every year there's like a there's like a number five that wants to get in type of thing, but this year like. I'm, I I mean, want to say there was only one year where it was like pretty like it was obvious. It was like those are the top four teams. Everyone knew. Which year was, was I want? Was it not the year that Washington was number four? I think so. I, I mean, think that was like it was like okay, those are the top four. Until you know Washington got stomped. Yeah, I know. Then, but what I'm saying is, and like, then Ohio State, State got stomped, and number five and six, whoever it was, was probably crying. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like yes. the committee was, it wasn't really much of an argument. Those are the top four. Right. Usually, there is a little bit of an argument. And there's controversy. Right. I think we're gonna have a lot of that this year, when it comes down to a, um, an LSU and Alabama situation, where I think they're both, gonna be either. Either one of them is going to be undefeated and one's going to be one loss or they're both going to be one loss. And then you're going to have potentially Georgia and Florida as an argument there. And then um, you're going to have the Ohio State or Penn State or both. So there's going to be like those those a lot of one losses this year unless people slip up along the way. And Wisconsin could be one of them. Of course, they still have to play Ohio State, who handled business Friday night against Northwestern pretty easily. Well, 52-3. and yeah. I don't think that was to our surprise at all. No. They, I mean, we didn't see anything less coming. I was asking you which betting site to use because I knew OSU was going to go yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was your – Over 28 and a half. That was your lock of the week, I think. <laughs> For sure lock of the week. It was um, so easy to bet on that, just knowing that 
I didn't end up betting, by the way, for anyone listening. I'm <laughs> too lazy to try to find out that out uh, over the weekend or before the weekend, I guess. But, um, yeah, we can dive into some of these uh, top games of the week just from the top teams, just like we did on uh, last Thursday's episode where we just go down the list from number one down to, you know, about when we start getting bored and then uh, <laughs> skip through some yeah. of like, the, the best games. Well, the so. big headliner is – at Alabama and Tagovailoa's injury. Um, yeah, we we saw Tua leave um, pretty earlier in the game due to an ankle injury. Matt Jones have to step in. Um, not Talia. <laughs> no, not Talia, but Matt Jones. Um, that scoreboard, I don't know if you know, does not show, like, how close that game actually could have been. No, yeah. Um, Tennessee was on, like, the one-yard line or maybe even the half-yard line. Um, Pruitt calls his play. They line up. And uh, what's it? Brian Moore calls his audible, changes the play with like right before the snap. The play goes south. They fumble it in the end zone, and it's recovered um, by Alabama and returned for a hundred yard. Yeah, Trayvon Diggs, hundred and three yard fumble, touchdown. Yeah. Um, he scooped that up and took all the way off. But, but um, add six points to Tennessee and takes. Right, I guess add seven points to Tennessee and take seven away from Bama. It was a lot closer. That's game. That's a one possession game. If and you do that. it would have been uh, it would have been a lot more fun to watch the rest of that game. But after that play, it was like, oh, that's you know just a reminder of Tennessee football. And there's not too much you can expect. And I know they didn't go in there with like extremely high expectations to upset. Um, congratulations for them for you know keeping it under the the over under. They. Uh, kept it over uh, under 34 and a half in the line. Um, so they played a pretty good game, Tennessee. They impressed me a little bit. The thing about Alabama is they're, it's usually been their defense in the past that always wins them games. And usually um, once they get that first turnover, that's when the game's over. Right. Like that's when you, you just handed Alabama the win. And uh, like that's an example there. Like you get that turnover, you're not coming back against an Alabama Crimson Tide football team and they took Especially advantage not of that situation. at Alabama at a no. 9 p.m. Yeah, game. that's a, a weird kickoff for Alabama Tennessee game, right. but um Tua did typical. have another interception. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. Didn't even have a touchdown. But he also was out in the first second quarter, so he didn't get to like his only incompletion was thrown to Tennessee. Hey, ball never <laughs> ball never hit the ground. <laughs> okay, ball never hit the ground. Um two his Heisman Heisman uh chances are definitely taking a hit, especially with him missing. Um, the game against Arkansas. This co- it's Arkansas, right? This upcoming week. Yes, they're hosting Arkansas. Another night game, um, and they'll have a bye week, and then LSU. Yeah. So, speaking of LSU, not much to talk about other than cool Joe Burrow yes. doing what he does. Another you know single digit incompletion game, plus three hundred yards, four total touchdowns. He has not slowed down at all. No, I, I haven't seen. I mean, we've seen him slow a little bit since like. Their like, top, like I mean, their first like three or four games. Yeah, but, but those. I mean, but when you slow down from four hundred to three hundred yards, like I think you're gonna do fine. Yeah, yeah. Still putting up his Heisman numbers, especially going on the road at a conference opponent. Yeah. Um, great game for t- that Tigers, and then the next Tigers, Clemson at Louisville. They took um, care of it as well. Not not like what we saw last year, the seventy-seven yeah. to well. Whatever it was for Louisville, but a forty-five ten victory for Trevor Lawrence. Um, he did have another two interceptions. I 
I think he's out of the Heisman talk officially. I think he's been out of it for a while. Well, a lot of people thought he still had this potential to come back and just reign like he did last year. Um, Not with the interceptions he's throwing. That's no, killing I think him. He's, he's now the ACC leader, or he was last week when I said that. Yeah. Um, two plus two this week. I would imagine he's still the leader. Yeah, I just it's crazy the the spiral that he's taken. Yeah, I mean he he's still a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I know, but like I, mean, I, I was I was saying he's he was sent oh, from yeah. the gods to play football, and I I gotta bite my tongue now because he's obviously you know human. And yeah, I mean he's not the best quarterback in the country, and he's not playing even like a top ten quarterback in the country. Twenty for twenty nine. Uh, 233 and three touchdowns. But then again, those two interceptions. Um, and I didn't watch most of the game. I don't. I watched a little bit, but I don't know if those interceptions were his fault or if they were the receivers. But, I mean, he has great receivers. So I can't imagine that uh, they messed up at least, I mean, twice. Maybe maybe once, but yeah. well, I mean, anyways. I don't know. Every quarterback throws an interception at some point. We saw it with Fromm. We've seen it with Tua. But he's throwing them every week. He is throwing them every week. I don't know if he's had a game where he hasn't thrown one. I'm sure he's had. It. I'm sure he's had. I it. don't know. What's his t- What's his total? Uh, like nine now, maybe. I he's, think it's more than he's thrown two. I'm pretty sure it was seven last week, and he's thrown two in the first game, in the most recent game, and he threw three in one game. Oh, eight, eight interceptions. Okay. Yeah. If, why does it feel like more than that? Is it because he had like three in a game one time? Yeah, here, they're right up here. Oh, okay. He didn't have you, one against UNC North Carolina or Charleston. He only had 94 yards against – well, I mean, he only threw nine times. Um, so, those Tigers also taking care of business, covered the spread. I think his polar opposite this year has been Jalen Hurts as far as Heisman Heisman uh, heat goes. The, uh, why was I wording it like I'm that? I'm trying to – who was lower preseason? Was it Hurts or Burrow? Burrow. Burrow wasn't even in the talk. Okay, then that would be his no, what I'm polar saying, opposite. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that Trevor Lawrence's Heisman odds are way down versus Jalen Hurts being top two. Hurts is like three. We're talking Burrow came all the way up out of nowhere, that's and Trevor I mean, Lawrence dude. is going that's not into what I mean. nowhere. That doesn't have to do with anything I'm saying. I'm not even talking about Joe Burrow. I know, but if you want to find a polar opposite, unless you're just skipping to the, like, trying to segue into the Oklahoma game. I was trying to segue into the Oklahoma game, and then you said something stupid. I didn't say anything <laughs> stupid. No, listen. If you're trying to find a polar opposite for Heisman odds, you get the guy that's going from, like, I'm talking about current two. Heisman odds. That's what I'm saying. You know where Burrow is in the current Heisman odds, right? I'm just he saying. Leads. I'm, oh, my gosh. I don't. Like, I'm the one that just woke up, and you're the one not making sense. Like, you've been up for, like, three-something hours. Listen, Jalen Hurts is right now, he's up towards the top of the Heisman ranks, right? Right. Trevor Lawrence is not. He shouldn't even be top ten. That's what I'm saying. They're opposites right now. One's having a hot season, one's not. And then you brought Joe Burrow into it, and I never said anything about him. Well, you said Hurts is the polar opposite. Yeah, because he is right now. I think Burrow is the polar opposite. To... The T-Law. Oh, my God. You know how close Burrow and Hurts are in this Heisman race? Hurts isn't even top two. He's three now. That isn't – that's Vegas. That's not voters who don't work for Vegas. 
they work for ESPN and CBS and Sports Illustrated. I'm just holding up a three right here, just between us two. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> you know, you know what? Who do you think is going to actually win it? In the end? Mm-hmm. After the, after the season. National it, Championship doesn't go into it. It depends on who, who wins the LSU-Alabama game. It depends on how that game goes. We did say that last week, didn't we? I, I think that game will literally determine the Heisman winner. It will have, like, a big say in it. Okay. Because I just – I don't see Jalen Hurts slowing down, and I could see Burrow slipping up once. And that's not going to win him the Heisman because, like, you don't really see, like, typically – you won't see, like, late in the season, if someone slips up, they don't win the Heisman. I hope two is back by that game, or at least back to 120%. Oh, yeah, because I've Cause been on record for saying I'm not going to that Georgia-Missouri game if it's at the same time. I won't do it. So my mom and stepdad are coming up for the Missouri game. Did I tell you that? Like, I forgot they bought tickets in, like, August. Really? And, like, literally, I think two or three hours after they moved me in and then, like, drove up to, like, Charlotte where they were, like, going for the weekend, they texted me and they're like, hey, we got tickets, by the way, for the game. Like, we'll be down that weekend. And I was texting my mom, like, Saturday. And I was like, hey, you can uh, you can kind of sell those tickets now. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not selling the tickets like we already bought them i was like well you can just come and hang out or i'll go to a clemson game with you like this is this is like before we won when it was still like zero zero and i left the game early again or not again but left the game early didn't come back this time yeah i didn't come back this time for the carolina game i left what once or twice maybe twice left my seat and made it all the way to like the edge of the gate and then i heard the roar and then i ran back and Regretted it so much, so. Uh, I walked out because I couldn't watch and I never left. And then I like came back to the courtyard and like had my hands over my face like this because it stressed me out. The Missouri Georgia kickoff hasn't been determined yet. No. So. Three thirty is the Alabama LSU kickoff though, by the way. So. Yeah, that's gonna. We'll see. We'll see. Not not the problem for today. Not the problem for today. Um. Game, so, game day. Well, no, as you were trying to what get was I in, trying to? as you were trying to get into Oklahoma, uh, manhandled West Virginia. Hey, remember what I said about Hertz? How many touchdowns he was gonna have? No, I, don't, I actually don't remember. You said last week you said over under five touchdowns for Jalen Hurts, and I said even. Okay. Like he'll have five touchdowns. That's what he had. Okay. I was wrong though. He had three rush, three passing, two rushing. I said it was gonna be four and one. So, I'm mostly right. That's okay. Close um, enough. No one predicted the wagon breaking. That was... <laughs> no, but everyone predicted that they dominate. Did so, they cover 34? Looks like it. Yeah, they covered 34. Um, yeah, the Sooner Schooner, is that what it's called? Something like that. Took like a... I don't see how you mess this up, because they literally do it every home game. Um, and I'm sure they practice like in the off season and like before games and stuff. And you got these horses... With, like, 20 people around them making sure they're going in the right direction and they turn at the right time. And the whole wagon just completely flips over. Everyone's okay. The horses are okay. But I know that was a video of the week and a sports center not top ten for sure. Um, kind of surprised me because – not surprised me. But, I don't know, the last time I saw, like, a mascot thing go really wrong was uh, Ugga almost getting – killed in the sugar bowl and so i was like huh if they're like 
ma- not mascot, but like if they're sooner shooters like going down, completely getting destroyed, like maybe that's a foreshadow of them like struggling a little bit, and then Hertz comes out and throws for eight hundred yards and no, not eight hundred yards, but five total touchdowns. Um, unstoppable. They're not. So I don't far. see anyone stopping them on on their path to the playoff. No. Right now, I think Oklahoma is the most likely to end the season undefeated. Like the regular season, mm-hmm. even above Clemson, who doesn't play anyone but maybe South. I mean, they play with South Carolina, but it's gonna be. Ooh, that's gonna be at Carolina. That's what I'm saying. Like Clemson could very well lose that game. Okay. I just don't see a game right now that I'm saying, oh Oklahoma, like they got a chance to lose. Baylor's their toughest remaining opponent. I want to say, and I just don't think Baylor's gonna be able to contend with them. Um. Yeah. No, Oklahoma. And the team that we're not talking about, but keeps winning, Penn State. Penn State, they uh, they've moved up to six in the rankings after beating Michigan. Um, good whiteout game. There was they a lot late. of a lot of talk about this game, especially from from, from Big Ten fans and then Big Ten uh, alum like uh, Kirk Herbstreet had a very uh, vocal tweet saying, "Any of you Michigan fans that are." Hating on Ronnie Bell, which is uh, the one that dropped a like basically wide open game tying pass in the end zone, had it in his hands, and just dropped it on the ground. Yeah. Um, anyone that's given him crap is like basically, I think I think the words he said were like he's like ninety percent or like he's further in life already than ninety percent of you will ever be. Dang. So Herb Street was going off uh, defending somebody that went to his rival school. I mean, he went to Ohio State. Yeah. This is a Michigan uh, wide receiver. Um, but, yeah, congratulations for Penn State. Michigan put up a fight. Um, yeah, not no, in the yeah. beginning because they were down 21-zip uh, to start, and then they came back and uh, decided to start playing. It's a little bit too late. Um, Which that concerns me for Penn State in the future against Ohio State. They can't let that happen. And I don't even think they're going to be up 21 nothing on Ohio State. But if they're letting Michigan come back and almost win that game, I mean, yeah, Penn State give them credit, but I think that shows, like, Ohio State's going to give them a much harder time in the future. I wonder how loud that stadium was. <laughs> that wide out. Penn yeah. State wide out. It was wild. And the whole game day, too, it was whited out. Yeah. Uh, right before. and uh, uh, So that was pretty cool to see that they uh, decided to bring that to – College game day that morning up in Happy Valley. Um, Another game that got completely ripped to shreds afterwards and had a lot of Twitter noise, a lot of news noise. Florida at Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Another, uh, I watched a lot of that game, actually. Um, Another rainy one. The spread ended up being very accurate. Um, not if you look at the box score, but if you actually watch the game. Florida was up for, or South Carolina was up for a while. South Carolina was playing extremely well. Um, the refs were playing not extremely well. <laughs> um, there were a lot of just blatantly missed calls, uh, one of them being a like extremely large, uh, long Florida touchdown run down the left sideline. And um, one of his blockers was literally just holding and lifting up the jersey as a, of a defensive back or a safety, whoever it was, a defender. And um, for like 30, 35 yards before we let go. Yeah. And it was just 
pitiful. And, like, maybe from, like, that one, like, the ref running on the sideline, it might not have been his, like, view of sight. But how many other refs were on the field? Like, somebody had to have seen it. Will Muschamp definitely saw it because he was going off on the sideline. I don't know if you all saw any clips of him yelling this weekend or any memes made out of it. Um, most of them were pretty funny. Um, and it, it felt odd for me to be, like, cheering for South Carolina and, like, feeling that loss for them. But um, just because of what happened just last week. But I don't know. I mean, I just kept watching that game and thinking of, like, when I've been in sports myself and when I've, like, witnessed, like, my high school basketball or high school football team go down because, like, the refs were that bad. And, man, Carolina had that chance. They've never had two top win teams and top ten wins in history. Um, And they almost had it. Up until the last yeah. couple minutes. I mean, it would have meant so much for the program, but I think you can't uh, you can't really say anything too negative about South Carolina coming out of this. Um, no, or I mean, Will Muschamp. I think Will Muschamp has been on the hot seat for a long time, and these last two weeks has cooled that way down for him. I think <laughs> may have secured him another year or two in that spot right. in Columbia. But, um, yeah, it was – you know, that was a tight game. Uh, Florida prevailed in the end. Yeah, um, I, think it goes, I think it goes under the radar that uh, Taven Feaster had 175 yards. No, yeah, yeah, touchdown. yeah, yeah. And that was, a lot of that was in the first half, I think. Yeah, um, um, so, I mean, that's – I guess that does just go to show that, like, transferring out of Clemson was, like, a great idea for him. Um, hey, that also goes to show that that Florida defense can allow a lot of rushing yards. Right, so if they can have one – Running back with 25 carries, put up almost 200 yards. Reminds I'm me fine. of someone. I'm fine with playing against Florida in two weeks. Reminds me of someone we're about to talk about who had a pretty good game against Kentucky. DeAndre Swift, who had 179 yards on 21 carries team, and two scores. Team leader, dude. Team. And he's very vocal and he's very well-spoken. Um, he said after last week, he said, we're just going to get back to it and we're going to do it. And he came in this week and he... He kept his word. He didn't stop till the final play. I mean, he kept going. And even after in the locker room, um, reporter asked him, he's like, so what do you think about, like, all your fans, like, booing? They, were booing, they weren't booing they, him, not, though. That's the he thing. knows that, but booing the offensive play calling. And he basically just said, they can boo. We're as just going to keep winning win, games. As long as they're winning, it doesn't matter. I which, think, which kind of bothered me because they didn't win. Like, but that's the goal is to keep winning games. Oh, obviously. But I'm saying, like, it's not like we're undefeated and, like, we have no reason to boo, but it's okay. I mean, I know I, he doesn't want to be booed. He said it doesn't bother him. He doesn't really – it doesn't affect him at all. Something big to take um, away from this game is I think Georgia fans are very pleased to see Brian Herring back. Oh, for uh, sure. Herring helped out. Kind of a Batman and Robin situation here with Herring coming in with, I want to say it was 60 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, 60 yards and a TD. Putting in his two cents. Um, really helped. Uh, Richard LeCount and, and others just had great uh, – Good, yeah, good defensive game. Yeah. Uh, I will say, pouring down rain and a wide receiver at quarterback in Lynn Bowden, um, that's that's definitely good. I mean, he was, what, 2 for 11, 2 for, two for 15. 15? Yeah. So yeah, a whopping 17 yards. We're really going to know a lot in two weeks at the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Is that the full that's name it. for it? World's largest outdoor cocktail party. Yeah, when Georgia, currently ranked 10, will play. I think seven Florida, right? Um, and that probably won't yeah. change. Uh, the rankings probably won't change since we both have a bye yeah. this week. 
But um, from, you know, 9 for 12, 35 yards, some of that's play calling, some of that's rain, some of that's just they started running the ball. It's not all on him, but obviously there was – there were eh. – I think he was just scared to throw it. I mean – I mean, coming off of last week, something that – at a performance that he's never had, yeah. a loss in Sanford Stadium that he's never experienced, um, it was – You can't be scared against the Gators, that's for sure. That game is going to determine a lot in college football coming up soon. Um, and Georgia gets a bye week before that, and I th- think Florida's also off for yeah. the week. I think they're both they yeah, both they, get they're some both rest off. before they meet up in uh in Jacksonville for that game. Um, obviously we're going to talk about that a lot on next week's one of next week's episodes. We're going to talk about that a lot probably next the second episode of next week. We'll definitely discuss that a good bit. Um, that's kind of the last SEC game I want to touch on before we get into some. A little well, bit of Pac-12 and a little bit of Group of Five. Well, I do want to touch in there that Auburn had a significant game uh, at Arkansas. Um, winning by 41 points is um, something that you don't really expect from a Bo Nix freshman. But um, they Dor- actually passed Georgia in the rankings. I mean, so Auburn's yeah. now nine. But I think that's justified. Um, I think it's justified as well, but I'm saying um, definitely can't skip over a team yeah. that still has the potential to upset I mean, LSU is like I will say that they can make things more interesting by beating LSU. Auburn can still win the West. That's what I'm saying. If if LSU and Bama are so worried about that what that that one matchup and that matchup that matchup, and they don't look at Auburn, I mean they can be not. They can cause a trap game. You know, they can come yeah. in and upset and just shake. I wouldn't call that up. a trap game because it's not like no, a, but. I'm saying if their priorities are only on LSU and Bama, yeah, then Auburn can come in and be like, "Hey, don't forget about me," yeah, and show them why. So, um, freaking Washington. I I mean I don't know why you. I gave them one. I gave them a little bit of hope, and they decide, and they were winning too. They Oregon were gonna even covered. They, they covered the three. <laughs> they covered it by one point. So, but. <laughs> Herbert played a lot. He played well. I think Herbert has been putting himself back in the conversation um, for a top draft pick. I mean, um, four touchdowns and no interceptions. That's, yeah. Uh, not something that – Don't forget about Oregon. Don't sleep on Oregon. I'll say, I'll, I will say that. Don't sleep on Oregon. They still have a chance to make the playoff. Um, this, this is going to get so – I'm so excited for the end of this season. It's going to get really interesting when there's a bunch of one-loss teams. I hope it's not too play. sad for – for Athens, but yeah, as a as a college football fan, though, it's going to be exciting regardless if Georgia's in that mix or not. I want us to be either in the top four or like out of the top six, because if we're five or six, then we're just going to cry the entire off season about how you know whatever team ends up getting blown out in the playoff that should have been us, and just like last year, we like, we're like oh Notre Dame that should have been us, and then we didn't even go win the Sugar Bowl or so. Oklahoma, yeah. So it'll be good. It'll be a good argument at the end. Um, Utah, um, not much to talk about. Twenty-one-three against Arizona State. Ooh. You uh, you had you had <laughs> the Sun Devils, but Utah's got good defense. Um, it's gonna end up being Oregon versus Utah in that Pac-12 championship, probably if everything goes to plan. So looking forward to that game. That'll be a defensive Pac-12 game. In the end, that'll be fun to watch. Usually, that's on the Friday night. I want to say when all those championship games are going on, but um, that would make sense because they would need to have a little bit more TV time and be secluded. Boise went down. 
Boise did. They go were down. the best. They were the highest ranked uh, group of five, and they went down to BYU. Uh, so it's now SMU. Uh, is wait, let me look. Look, who's the highest ranked one now? It is SMU. It's the new rankings. SMU. Have SMU at sixteen. Cincinnati's yeah. up there. App State's in there. Boise State's still ranked. They stay in the rankings. But uh, big hit for them. Big hit for their uh, New Year Six hopes. Um, right now, SMU's in the lead for that. Um, it looks like it'll. I don't know. It could be. You never know. It could be App State. But and that's uh, your player of the week too. Comes from SMU from offense. Right. Um, we can go ahead and talk about that. Shandy Shell. Um, an, an awesome performance carrying his team to a to a record that they I don't know the last time they had a seven and start or if they have before um, I know they finished last season yeah. five and twelve and so now we're uh, going into week nine right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. going into week nine they already have more wins than the entire last season yeah um, Shane Buchel with 457 yards. That's insane. Like, imagine Fromm coming out over anybody and throwing 457. Like, yes, it's completely unheard of because that's not the quarterback Fromm is. That's not the offense we are. But just, like, imagine 457. Six touchdowns, only one interception. Hey, Shane, yeah, Shane Buchel's a baller, man. He, he tied, He's been a baller since he was on, on Texas. He tied two of for interceptions. <laughs> one. <laughs> and he hey. threw... 41 more times than Tua. <laughs> I'm not comparing everything to Tua. I just think yeah. it's funny. Uh, but, I know I know he's hurt, and, like, I seriously yeah. want him back. Um, I'd love for him to be back this weekend, even though I know it's impossible. No, not after the I surgery, know it's impossible, but. and he doesn't. they don't need him back against Arkansas. Yeah. Well, uh, my guy was on the ground, um, A.J. Dillon running back for Boston College, and – the the backup running back also had a, a good game, but AJ Dillon two hundred twenty three and three on thirty four carries. Dude went off. Um, possible upset alert next week at Clemson. Watch out for the Eagles. That's yeah, all I'm gonna say. We'll see if they can run all over Clemson's weaker defense this year. Um, obviously not a weak defense, but yeah, weaker. We, we say weaker, and that's only because last year. Last year was last year's the was best, his, if not one of the best. It was just historic. Yeah. And this year, yes, they're still elite. Um, they're playing well besides maybe one or two games. Um, we go back and forth hating and praising. Not hating and praising. Um, I do agree. I don't know if you, if y'all all saw that. I think I think everyone voted with us, uh, well, with me at least, on Dabo's decision to send, um, send Andrew Booth home on the manager bus. No, I think that's a good punishment, and I don't think his punishment's over. No, he's but, definitely running this week. I can go ahead and tell you that. Um, well, nah. Might be sitting out a little bit next yeah, game. Yeah, he definitely might be sitting out <laughs> yeah. in Boston College. I don't know if, how much of an impact uh, he has on the team, on the game. And so, I don't – I mean, we're saying upset alert. Anything that can distract upset and hurt watch. Clemson. Upset watch. Upset watch. Okay. Yeah. Anything that can distract and hurt Clemson um, is going to give Boston College just a little bit more edge. Mm-hmm. Um, so both of our defensive guys were within the SEC. Right. Um, mine, Terrell Lewis, uh, linebacker for Bama in that young Bama defense. Three tackles for losses. Two of those were sacks. Seven tackles and a kind of an ugly game against uh, Tennessee, where that defense had to step up. He was one of the leaders. So uh, kind of plain and simple. Terrell Lewis had a good game. Yeah, and very similar. A uh, and M Buddy Johnson 
10 total tackles, and then he returned a fumble for 62 yards for a touchdown. That's A&M's first non-offensive touchdown of the season. That's mm-hmm. That goes for special teams and defense. Um, so, I mean, no pick sixes, no scooping scores. No. So congratulations to Buddy Johnson, yeah. my defensive player of the week. What about your special teams? Special teams is – it's actually more of a joke. Um, I know special teams is always hard to choose, but Michael Farkas – um, an Ohio, not Ohio State, Ohio football kicker. Um, you have to watch the play. I'll show it to you in a little bit. But basically, it just looks like not an onside kick. It just looks like a really low kickoff uh-huh. um, after a score. Bounces off the front defender or like receiving teams, the one that's just 10 yards away standing right there. Uh-huh. Bounces off his helmet. So it technically goes 10 yards. Goes straight back to Ohio. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's caught. This is a bizarre play. For the one of the most bizarre plays of the week. I yeah, know there were some bizarre. crazy ones with Hawaii, um, with a very odd interception that bounced off two or three people yeah. and was returned uh, pretty far, if not all the way. I can't remember. But um, anyways, Michael Farkas, um, you surprised me. I, I mean, I don't think it was intentional. To any extent, but it was definitely funny. Yeah, no, it and was, creative. They might try it again. Who knows? I don't know if it was on purpose. I really don't. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't I think, think it's so. just a low hey, kick. It worked out, and uh, it worked for them. Uh, my guy comes from the Pac-12, Oregon State. I did another punter. I think I did a punter last week too. You do a punter most weeks. Um, it's okay. He, uh, you know, pinned them inside the twenty twice. You just had he punted nine times for forty point nine yards, pretty solid. Had a fifty one yard punt, so just a good game. Lots of action for him. Obviously, that means Oregon State's offense wasn't doing that great, but that doesn't mean that he can't ball out on special teams. So Daniel Rodriguez is my special teams player of the week um, for for the gosh the Beavers. I could not think of their name. Um, that kind of wraps us up here. Uh, like a quicker episode. Um, definitely be on the lookout for our next episode that will come within the next day or two. We'll probably post it Thursday, um, whether we record tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, other than that, you know, absolutely. Uh, keep on the lookout for stickers on Instagram. So you can ask us some solid questions. We, uh, we're a little bit disappointed with this week's questions from y'all. Um, but I was not disappointed in the poll results, which we'll get into a little more. You guys are definitely voting a lot more, but less question stickers. Yeah, we love the uh, we love the interactions on the polls. Um, we'll keep going with those. I, I like that we can post uh, yeah. eight or ten at a time and still get um, some great interactions from y'all. So thank y'all so much, and we'll talk to y'all in a couple of days. Yeah, see you guys.